0: Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you and your family equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church.
1: All right. Well, good morning. You guys go ahead and find your seats if you would. Hey, great to see everybody this morning. And happy Sunday. Come on. Good day. Well, we got something new we're going to kick off with here. You guys... Come on up here. Come and, on up. I want to introduce you guys to someone.
0: But I want you guys to look at something super quickly. Go ahead. Can you, want to, can you get that up there? There we go. Okay. Th- that provides context. Okay.
1: <laughs>
0: go ahead. Go ahead, babe.
1: Go ahead. <laughs> context.
0: This is a picture of Jesse and Maddie praying over us and our team a month before we launched Life West. So um, that's really special because this morning we get to pray over them.
1: Absolutely. So, this is Jesse, Matty, and their wonderful family, and they are joining the pastoral team here at Life West. I'm super excited about that. So, he's going to be helping with Marion and Baron and counseling and all that stuff, (laughs) as well as overseeing student ministries and kids. Um, We've got a lot of kids, lots of family, and and like Chet's not going anywhere, Courtney's, nobody's leaving anywhere, but we wanted to do a put more energy into it. And our mission as a church, does not change because you are young or old. Uh, our mission is to see you equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. And so we're super excited to bring some more intentionality and some systems and organization and just just prayer and, and headship and organiz- just all of it to kids and helping them to know what their gifts and talents are and begin to use them to make a difference in the kingdom of God. You don't need to turn a certain age or a certain height. There's, there's no like, must be this high to join at this ride like no 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 no, it is not there we say this over and over there's no junior holy spirit Uh, we're super excited to have these guys here with us this morning so we're going to pray over them would you join us please extend your hands and babe would you just lead us in prayer
0: Lordly really, Father, we come before you. We thank you so much for Jesse and Maddie and their entire family. God, I thank you that they have consistently taken steps, um, being faithful to your calling, Father. And I thank you that this is that next step, Father. And Father, we just thank you for blessings over their entire family. We thank you for blessings over their marriage, Father. I thank you that as they step together in unity, that you would continue to grow and bestow favor on them, Father. And Lord, we just thank you that this would be a place of deep rest and family for them as well. I thank you, Lord, that um, our hearts would be open and our eyes would be open to see how to glorify you, Father, as we welcome them into the family. It is in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. It's going to be fun, and they have no idea what they're getting into. <laughs> Oh, come on. Hey, you picked such a good week to be here. It's Sunday. I I do. I absolutely love Sundays. And, And we've been in this series, and it's called Made Known. And we're really looking at and going through Ephesians. And the fun thing about Ephesians is... Ephesians was written, now the entire Bible was authored by God, but written down by man under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. The specific book of Ephesians was written by a gentleman named Paul, authored by God, but written by man. And he's writing specifically to, again, God is speaking through Paul to a group in Ephesians, but a group of believers, a group of Christians. Now, this is a new thing. This is new. So he's explaining and really just kind of like, hey, this is what it means to be a Christian. We've been kind of going through here and and really just diving into each theme as we come across it verse by verse. So we made it out of chapter one. So we're Ephesians chapter two. If you have your Bibles, turn right there. Feel free to read ahead, uh, not right now, but later. Like like not this minute, like here we go. No, but like during the week, get in here, understand it, you will get more. It will help you get more out of it. But we're in chapter two. And we're going to start right with verse 1, and it's, again, remember that he's talking to a group of believers, explaining, making known what it is that they're supposed to do, what it means to really be a Christ follower. Verse 2, excuse me, chapter 2, verse 1 says this, "'And you were dead in your trespasses and sin, in which you used to walk when you were conformed to the ways of this world.'" and of the ruler of the power of the air, the spirit who is now at work in the sons of disobedience. Now, if you've ever, no, that's not how I should say it, maybe I will. If you've ever taken a trip, who's ever taken a trip anywhere? Raise your hand. Okay, all right, there we go, some of you. Who's never left the state of Michigan? Anybody never left the state of Michigan? Okay, okay, okay. You're like, I'm not saying, but I didn't. Okay, that works, that works, whatever it is. But here, here's what happens. When we leave, when we move, we pack up and we take some things with us, but there's some things that we leave behind. And he's talking about what it was to be, what, what our lives were before Jesus. He says, you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you used to walk in when you conformed to the ways of this world. When we become Christ followers, there's some things that we are meant to leave behind, He says, we no longer live the same that the world does. And then he says this, and of the ruler of the power of the air, the spirit who is now at work in the sons of disobedience. Here's what he's talking about. He's talking about the fact, and here's a theme that runs all through the Bible. Here it is. It's that there are two realms. There's the seen and the unseen. There's the spirit realm, and there's also... The natural, he says, here's what he said, the ways of this world and the ruler of the power of the air, talking specifically about the devil, the spirit who's now at work in the sons of disobedience. So here's what I believe, here's what the Bible teaches over and over, is that there's natural and spiritual, and that it is it's something that we need to be aware of. We need to realize that this is something. This is a reality that affects you. This is a reality that affects you. Ephesians 6.12, in talking about it, says this. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. You have an enemy, but it's not flesh and blood. But against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, the spirit realm. Against mighty powers in in this dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. Um, There is a spirit realm. There is a spirit world. And we need to realize this. This is where our battle is. And as we leave and we say, I follow Jesus, we abandon our old way and we pack up and we're meant to leave some things behind. But here's the deal. If you and I live like The Spirit does not exist. If we live like all that there is is the natural and what we can see and feel and touch, guess what? We will lose the battle because our battle is not against flesh and blood but against principalities and powers. There is a spiritual battle that goes on. So I want to talk to you about some spiritual realities that we find in Scripture so that we can understand some things that we are meant to leave behind when we become Christ followers, we no longer live the way that the world does. What are some of the things that are meant to change? Well, understand this. When it comes to spiritual and natural, the first thing I want you to realize is this, that the natural is temporary, but the spiritual is eternal. 2 Corinthians says this in verse, uh, chapter 4, verse 18. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, your body is going to wear out. That car you just bought, it's temporary. It's going to rust out and be nasty, and it's going to fall apart. It's temporary. But what is unseen is eternal. You may have seen a movie about like where they're hunting and trying to find the fountain of youth, right? Right? Raiders of the Lost Ark, and he's got the chalice, and he's got to pick the right one. If he picks the right one, he'll live forever. Can I just tell you, you're already going to live forever. You are, because you are a spirit. Your body won't, your body will die. But that's actually a good thing, because you, your spirit, will live forever. You know, when Adam and Eve were in the garden, and they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But remember this, there was another tree in the garden as well, and that was the tree of... Life, but for whatever reason, they chose not to eat of the tree of life, and Adam and Eve ate the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And then Genesis says this: that when God looked, saw the state that Adam and Eve were in, they said He kicked them out of the garden, and put a flaming cherub, an angel, at the entrance to the garden, and said, "We will not allow man back into the garden. Why? Lest he take and eat from the tree of life." and live in this fallen state forever. If Adam had done it, if Eve had done it, then they would have lived in the fallen state forever. You will live forever. Your body won't, but you are going to live forever. And we need to understand this fact. It is a, And it needs to impact and change the way that we live. It needs to change the way that we live. Now, This natural realm and the spirit realm, they interact. They interact. In Mark chapter 5, we see Jesus talk to a man who is demon-possessed. Now, when I say the word demon, most of us, just because of when we live right now, And the way that most of us would have been raised and things that we've seen and just kind of gathered up, if I say demon, most of us think like little like crawling creature or maybe like something red with horns and a pitchfork and then like a pointy pointy tail or something. Like That's like the demon thing that we think. But here's what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that Satan was thrown out of heaven and that Satan was an angel. And not only that, but when Satan was thrown out of heaven, he took one third of the angels with him. And when the Bible refers to a demon, what it is saying is it is a fallen angel. It is an angel that has fallen from his place in heaven and is following Satan. Now, Mark chapter 5, Jesus gives an account and it says, when Jesus, when he saw Jesus, this is a man who is demon-possessed. He has, and, and it'll make more sense as we keep reading, When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him, and he shouted at the top of his voice, what do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? In God's name, don't torture me, for Jesus had said to him, come out of this man, you impure spirit. Then Jesus asked him, what is your name? My name is Legion, he replied, for we are many. Now we're going to pause there at the end of verse 9. Something I want you to realize is this man was demon-possessed and he says legion and that we are many. Now, a legion was a hundred. So did he have a hundred demons? I don't really know. But he says, we are many. And Jesus doesn't say that he's lying. He could have been, but we don't know exactly. But here's one of the things I want you to realize from this story is that this man was demon-possessed, but yet not no matter how many demons he had, they could not stop him from running and bowing at the feet of Jesus. They could not stop him. This man saw Jesus and is like, there is my help. And runs to Jesus. Runs right to him. And then Jesus cast the demons out of the man. He's talking to him. and The demons say, hey, we don't, we don't want to leave. He's like, it's time to go. I said, well, at least send us into the pigs. And he says, okay. And he lets them go into the pigs. And you can read on it. It says that about 2,000 pigs ran into the sea and drowned. There's a whole lot that we can gather from that. But one of the things is this, is animals, number one, animals can be influenced by the demonic. Absolutely. A great example of that would be cats. Always, 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 cats. Okay, that is that is, that is a joke. Okay, but um, so one. Not only can animals be influenced, but when a demon enters an animal and the animal doesn't fight back, we see that the demon gets exactly what it wants and it kills. The Bible says that Satan comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That we have an enemy, and. We've been been talking about this. we talked about the authority and power that we have. We have an enemy. His name is the devil. But we have authority over that. We have authority over that. But there's some things that we need to understand. Number one, there is a spirit realm. There are spirits. Demons are real. They're fallen angels. They're just as real as angels. As the angel Gabriel that appeared to Mary and said, you're going to have a baby. It is just as real. But knowing that, And knowing that, yes, the natural and the spiritual do impact one another, there's some things that we need to make sure that we leave behind, some things that we need to leave behind and leave alone, plain and simple. Acts 16.16 says this, Peter is preaching, and it says, One day as we were going down to the place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had been who had had a spirit that enabled her to tell the future. And she earned a lot of money for her masters by telling fortunes. Fortune telling, is it real? The answer is yes. There could be people who just say, I'm a fortune teller, and they could lie to you 100%. But there's an instance here, and the Bible refers to it in the Old Testament and New Testament as well, of somebody being having and communion or talking with a spirit that is telling them what to say. It's telling them what to say. And we, here's the deal, we're not to mess with it. There is a spirit realm, and there's some things that we need to walk away from. It is real. In Corinthians, it tells us about King Saul in the Old Testament. And in the Old Testament, King Saul wanted to talk, to a prophet, but the prophet had already died. So he went and he found a spiritus. And the spirit says, I, I, I can talk to the dead. And so King Saul goes to her and says, you know, when the time comes, I'll tell you who to bring up, but I'll tell you who I want to talk to. She says, okay, you know, do it. And he says, bring up the prophet Samuel. But Corinthians tells us what actually happened in verse Chapter 10, verse 13 says, So Saul died for his transgressions which he committed against the Lord, even against the word of the Lord, which he kept not, and also for asking counsel of one who had a familiar spirit and inquiring of it. Not of a person, but inquiring of it. There is a spirit realm, and it is real. 100%. But let me just say, we are of the kingdom of light, and there's some things that we just need to leave alone. And the Bible says that when it comes to somebody who has a familiar spirit bringing up the dead, he says this is how it's done, it's a familiar spirit, and we're not to do it. That we are to stay away from it, we're not to do it. Uh, those who want to tell fortunes, maybe tarot cards, He's uh, like, no, it's, it is demonic. That this girl had a demon. And as you read through Acts 16, Paul later cast the demon out of this girl. So it doesn't just say that it's a spirit. It follows up and says, this is a demon. So yeah, you could go to somebody and and you could say, hey, tell me my fortune and and how do I know it's real? And they have a spirit or a familiar spirit. It's another way of saying that they're familiar with the situation. And they might be able to tell you the name of your dog, where it liked to pee, you know, (laughs) something that your grandma said and only you knew. Absolutely. Because th- th- there is a spirit realm. But there are some things that we are not to mess with. And it is demonic. And-, and Paul in Ephesians, he's saying, he's like, you were a part of this, but you're not anymore. There's some things that we need to leave alone and some things that we need to not mess with. But we need to realize that there is a spirit realm. That it is real. It is 100% Real. Even even when when you and I, we we need to be careful the voices that we're listening to, the people that we are allowing to speak into our lives. Um, In Mark chapter 8, Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he really kind of comes out and just right out tells them, He says, I'm going to die. Three days I'll be resurrected, but I'm going to be handed over. He says, The Son of Man is going to be handed over, and I'm going to be crucified. And Peter, one of his disciples, kind of pulls him aside and is like, hey, hey, don't say that. (laughs) Like, Peter was just, anybody ever say something and then you're like, ooh, I shouldn't have said that. Anybody ever done that besides me? Where you're like, I wish I could grab those words. Well, Peter does that over and over and over in the Bible. And I just laugh. I'm like, yeah, you too, buddy. Well, he does this. He he rebukes Jesus. He says, don't do this. But verse 33, Mark 8, 33, Jesus answers and says, But Jesus, turning and looking at his disciples, rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. Jesus knew why he was here. He knew what God's plan for him was. And when somebody else came along and was like, hey, hey, don't do that, he recognized the spirit behind the words and said, Get behind me, Satan. He said, get behind me, Satan. And one of the things that that makes really clear to me is we don't follow people. There's, when somebody is good at connecting and communicating, I think it's wonderful to listen and to learn from anybody that you can. But Peter, who later Jesus would, would speak of him and say, Peter, you're a rock. Man, on this rock, we're going to build the entire church and just be like, I'm going to use you. And he's used in a mighty way, but he got it wrong. And when he did, Jesus called him out. And we don't just follow people because we like something they say. We test everything that someone says, and we hold it up to the standard of God's word. And we're like, if it doesn't line up with this, it's wrong. I may have loved 99% of everything that this guy said, or, man, this girl, she's just dead on. But when they get it wrong, we can be like, they made a mistake. They were confused. They listened to something they shouldn't. I don't know what exactly happened there, but we recognize, the Bible says, test everything and hold on to the good. We do not blindly follow people. We don't just blindly, follow. Jesus rebukes them and is like, what you just said right there, get behind me, Satan. I'm sure Peter's like, oh, Are you serious? But you shouldn't die. And I'm like, I'm here. We don't blindly follow people. We realize that there is a spirit realm and that that is where our battle is. That the spirit realm, it does. It interacts with us. Anybody? Man, I got to my introduction last service and I'm trying to decide where to go with this next one. Let me, okay, I, I, I got it, I got it. Okay, so trick question, don't answer this one. Please, it, it's a trick question. But how many of you have ever seen an angel? Trick question, trick question. You don't know the answer. You're like, do I, do I not? I, I don't know. That's because it's a trick question. And I told you it's a trick question because here's the reason why. Hebrews 13:1 says this. Keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers for some... Who have done this have entertained angels without knowing it. You might say, I think I saw an angel, or you might say, I'm not sure, or I never have. And it's like, no, actually, you have. Here's the thing I want you to understand you are a spirit, you will live forever. We joined a kingdom. You joined a kingdom. And Jesus is Lord of all, or He's not Lord at all. There is a devil, He is real. If we are unaware of his schemes, we are in trouble. We do not want to act like he is not real. Because if we do, it's not that we will miss out on the fight. We will simply lose the fight. Because the Bible says resist the devil and he will flee. So if you don't resist him, he will destroy you. He will absolutely destroy you. So Jono is um, hes like 10, 11 now. But when he was really little, he did this really weird thing. Okay, one of the many weird things he did. But anyways, one of the things that he did that was really weird is when he would jump off of things, he would jump and land on his knees. Like he'd jump up, he'd get up on the coffee table, and then he would jump and land on his knees. And I'm like, dude, does that hurt? And he's like, no, it doesn't. Well, it really wasn't a big deal, except you're like, you're gonna, it's going to hurt you. Except I'd be wrestling with the kids, and then he'd climb up on something and go to jump on me. And so he would jump on my face, knees first. And he only weighed like 25, 30 pounds tops. But those little knees are just like clubs to your face. Okay? And I'd be like, dude, you cannot do that. He's learned not to. But he went through this knee-jumping phase. He wouldn't jump off his knees. He would jump onto his knees, onto me and my face, and it, it would hurt. Here's the thing I want you to get. I was much bigger than him. And I could catch him, I could throw him, I could deflect him, whatever. But if I did nothing, that little 25-pound knee jumper would destroy me if I let him. If I let him. And can I tell you what the devil is? He's like that little 20, 25-pound knee jumper. And you can, because you can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. You can resist the devil and he will flee. But if you let him... He will just—he will destroy you. But we must realize that there is a spirit realm, that it is real, and not live like it isn't. There's some things that we need to walk away from, and some of those things that we walk away from and we steer clear of is we steer clear of fortune-telling, of some of these like demons are going to help you control tarot cards and little weird game things. Uh, no. And hey, I can give you, I'll help you contact and say goodbye to somebody that was dead before. No, absolutely not. There is a spirit realm. There's a spirit realm. Another thing that I want you to think about when it comes to the spirit realm and how it interacts is music. I want to talk just real quick about music. Music. Music is spiritual. Music is spiritual. And you're like, where in the world do you get that from? A lot of places, but I'm going to give you the short version. 1 Samuel 16, 23. And whenever the torturing spirit from God troubled Saul. Now, I just want to really, I, I can't even mention this verse without bringing up the fact that the Septuagint does not include from God. Okay, I think this is a horrible translation. Look it up for yourself. 1 Samuel 16, 23, and whenever the torturing spirit troubled Saul, I'm leaving out from God because the Septuagint does. David would play the harp, and Saul would feel better, and the evil spirit would go away. Music is spiritual. The Bible says that the David playing the harp created an environment where an evil spirit was not welcome. If the spirit realm is real, the Bible says it is. If it interacts with the natural, the Bible says that it does. If music is spiritual, the Bible says that it is. That music can be used to create an environment where an evil spirit was not welcome. In 2 Kings, there's also another account. And Elisha is asked to seek God on behalf of some three kings that came together. And they say, hey, tell us, are, should, should we go in and fight and what should we do? And Elisha wants to hear from God, so guess what he does? Guess what he does? 2 Kings 3 verse 15, but now bring me a harpist. And while the harpist was playing, the hand of the Lord came on Elisha. He wanted to hear from God. So he said, bring me a harpist. And while he was playing, music is spiritual. It can create an environment where evil spirits are not welcome. It can create an environment. You want to know why we start our service with worship? Number one is the Bible says, enter his courts with thanksgiving and his gates with praise. Number two is music is spiritual. And we want to create an environment where God is welcome. Music is spiritual. The spirit world is real. It is more real than the natural because it is eternal. Not that what we see is not important, but it is temporary, and we need to live like it's real. The Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee. You have authority, but our battle, our battle, we battle against, we do not battle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, and we need to be mindful of the things that we are opening up our homes to allowing in our homes allowing on our TVs the songs that we're listening to and am I saying that everything secular is bad no am I saying that every every Christian song is good no I'm not you need the Holy Spirit and you need to pray and be like you know what I'm just not, I'm just not feeling right about this say, God, is that you? Is that your spirit telling me that this isn't something I should be listening to? Then turn it off. Then turn it off. Years ago, um, Beck and I were talking about this and music being spiritual. And she goes, she goes, I was doing Young Life and I had some girls and she said, on their own, multiple girls came up to me and told me about um, some self-harm that they were struggling with. And she goes, but you want to guess what? There was a thing between all of these girls that came up to me. They came up individually and separate of each other. He said, But every one of them mentioned a particular band that they would be listening to when they would have these desires to hurt themselves. Music is spiritual. It's why It can take you on an emotional roller coaster as you just listen to a song. It's more than just a memory. When you hear something and you're like, man, it just takes me and I just get this feeling, it's because music is spiritual. But the spirit realm is real. Don't be unaware that it is there. There's some things to stay away from. There's some authority that we need to walk in because you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. But there's also, we come out of darkness and into light, so there's some things that we just need to leave behind. And be like, I'm not going to mess with it. I'm not going to go there because the devil is real. Because we do have an enemy, and his desire is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So we're just going to walk away. We're going to walk away. Like I just said, this is literally my intro into this. But what I want to leave you with is an understanding that the spirit realm is real. I want to encourage you to walk in the fullness of the authority. When we talked about authority so so much these last few weeks, to walk in that and not to be afraid of it. Because like we said, this man said, you know, I've got demons. There's a legion, just bunches of them. But they could not stop that man from running to Jesus. Can I say, I do not believe, I believe with all my heart that not, there's, there's not enough demons in hell to hold somebody away from Jesus. That they came, and what did they say? They said, don't torture us before the appointed time, son of God. Don't do this. They knew who Jesus was, and they were afraid. We do not have to be afraid of them in any way, shape, or form, because we worship the king of kings, and in his name every knee will bow, and every tongue will confess. But we will also not walk and live as foolish, but as wise, realizing there's some things that we just don't mess with because we've stepped out of that kingdom. We don't do it anymore. We're aware of the power and that there's some spiritual implications to some things. I'm like, we're gonna be careful what we listen to. Maybe take a little bit more time to pray. Maybe when you get that check about that song, that you're like, God, is that you? And then just get rid of it. Be like, nope, I'm done. Maybe just be a little more intentional. Maybe just a little bit more thought about what, the things that we are listening to. When we realize the power that it has, you're like, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I should be careful. Years ago, my, we were little kids and my brother and I were playing around in the garage. We were supposed to be cleaning the garage, but we were playing around in the garage. And um, we had an air compressor We'd just gotten one and that's what we were using to clean the garage, so really we were making a huge mess. But we're just taking the thing and it was pretty powerful. Um, But My brother and I are goofing off and, and Josh goes, let me put this up your nose. And I'm like, yeah, sounds good. So I walk over and it was a large air compressor about this big, it was blue, and he had the little nozzle and he sticks it up my nose. And when he does, at that exact moment, my dad walks out and goes, What are you guys doing? And he pulls it right back out and goes, We're just cleaning. And my dad goes, Okay, you guys can use the air compressor. He goes, But be very careful because air is powerful. And he leaves. (laughs) That close. I mean, that close. Because we didn't understand the power of something. And my prayer is that you would understand and just hold on to the fact that the spirit realm is real. I don't want you afraid because you don't need to be, because we're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. But I want you to walk with an awareness of the fact that this is a spiritual battle that we're in. That we don't just swallow everything just because somebody says it. Because if Peter could get it wrong... I'm pretty sure I could, that we check the scriptures. We know what it is. We walk away from from things that are dangerous. We realize the power of music, influence, and who we're giving it to. But with that, would you please bow your heads, would you close your eyes? If you're here this morning, and you say, I don't know where I stand with God. I've kind of been just doing my life. But today I want to know that I'm forgiven, set free. Maybe you're hearing like, I know that there's a spiritual love. I, I, I know it, but I know where I'm standing, it's in the darkness. But today, can I be set free? The answer is yes, you can. You can know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So if you're here today and you say, today's the day I want to give my life to God, I'd love the honor of praying with you right in your seat. Can ask to be forgiven and set free and right in your seat you will be we can pray together when we say amen you can know beyond a shadow of a doubt where you stand with God and begin to walk out the plan and purpose that he has for you if that's you get ready to lift your hand at the count of three one two three shoot it up right now and say that's me and today is my day I'm giving my heart and my life to him okay well, God we just come before you this morning God, we thank you for your word. It is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And God, our desire is to serve you with all of our heart, soul, and mind. God, if we've held on to some things that we shouldn't, some things that are harmful, maybe we just didn't realize the impact that they could have in our lives. Maybe we foolishly allowed some things in that now we're like, God, we shouldn't have. We ask you to forgive us, give us boldness to take steps, to take action to shut the door to the devil. We know his plan is to steal, kill, and destroy. God, sometimes it might look good, but we know that he always tries to keep us longer than we want to stay and charges us more than we want to pay. God, we are yours and we trust in you. And we trust your word. Help us to serve you with all of our heart, soul, and mind, to cut ties where we need to. God, to be more sensitive to your leading and guiding, And our desire is to be your hands and feet and to bring you glory in all that we do. We thank you for what you're doing in us and through us. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you and your family equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church.